Football Podcast. Let's move on uh, in some sad news. Um, so just before we, we started recording today, the news was confirmed that Silvio Berlusconi has died aged 86 uh, in Milan. Uh, he had recently spent uh, six weeks in, in hospital at the San Raffaele Hospital uh, undergoing, undergoing treatment for a lung infection, which was linked to uh, him being, uh, he, he's just uh, recently, he's um, been suffering with uh, leukemia um, and he was re- readmitted into hospital uh, very recently um, in the last week, I think or so. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, sadly, he has he has passed away, aged eighty six. Um, so, I mean, this is uh, I mean, we're talking about an absolutely huge figure, not just in Italian football and in the football uh, history of Milan, but you know, in in the, the history of the the country of, of Italy in you know the last decades. Uh, and if we talk about from a football point of view, I mean, he was the owner of Milan from nineteen eighty six. To 2017, and you cannot underestimate the the impact that he had on Milan. He he, at the time of leaving Milan, selling Milan in 2017, he was the most successful president in the history of football anywhere in the world. Mm. Uh, 28 trophies. Uh, Isn't it 29? I don't know. I've seen some say 29. Uh, I counted 28, but I don't know if they're counting a a little small trophy somewhere. But 28, 29. He was the most successful president in, in football history at the time. I'm not sure if Florentino Perez has overtaken him. I think now. Florentino has overtaken Yeah, he might so. have done since then. But at the time of, of leaving Milan uh, in 2017, he was the most successful. And, you know, what he did at Milan was was unbelievable. I mean, he bought a club that was on the verge of bankruptcy. Uh, it's a club that had been, I and mean, he bought them in 1986, as I said, but they'd been in Serie B. They'd twice been relegated mm. into Serie B earlier on in the 80s. One for, for the, the match... Uh, the Totonero uh, yeah, match-fixing scandal. Uh, scandal. But then the second time actually was on merit. It was actually yeah. for the field of play through being not being a very good football team. Um, so he turned them into the best team in Italy within a couple of years. They won the 1988 Scudetto and then he made them the best team in Europe uh, in, in 1989 when they won the, the first European Cup of his tenure. And he built, in my opinion, and in many people's opinion, the best club football team that we've ever seen in football history. I mean, his team that he had under Saki. Uh, Enrico Sacchi, the, mm. the, the, the three Dutchmen, Van Basten, Rijkaard uh, and Hullet. Uh, and then, you know, the, that amazing all-Italian defence, Maldini, Berezi, Tassotti, Costa Gertz. I mean, for me, that's the best club team we've ever seen. And they won two European Cups in a row in 89 and 90. And it took it took her almost three decades, I think it's from Madrid, for anyone else to, to win two in a row. Uh, and under Berlusconi, you know, they reached five finals in seven years uh, during that spell. And in total during his time in Milan, eight Champions League finals at Milan um, and winning five of them. And, you know, so, I mean, the success that he brought to Milan was absolutely unbelievable, wasn't it, Nima? Well, together on the football pitch, what he and Adriano Galliani and Braida did was truly, truly remarkable. They were in many, we've got to keep it honestly, honest here and intellectually honest here too. Before there were any, like he was one of the first to really set in motion the wheels of what became the mod- modern football moneyball game of financial doping when there wasn't such a thing when it wasn't when it was okay completely legal and there were no rules yeah there were no rules whatsoever mm. 
um, he 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 was one of the first to set it in motion, and because of the fact that he used that success to launch his political career, becoming the prime minister of Italy for many many years, becoming one of the longest serving prime ministers in Italian history. Many other people opened their eyes to understanding what sports washing really was, and in football at least. I mean, of course, it existed before, but at this level, he he was one of the you know instigators of that, and we should not be dishonest about that. No, and we shouldn't be dishonest about you know. Obviously, you don't want to speak ill of the dead, and <laughs> not when they're. You well, know, I do. Don't, I don't care. If, we don't if, want. <laughs> yeah, you don't. In general, you don't want to speak ill of the dead. In general, but you know, he was mired in a lot of scandals, political scandals, sex scandals, underage, his, his, under, his, underage his, bunga bunga parties, yeah, very the, shady business. Yeah, I mean, but, the secret. Secret societies. I mean, you name it. The, his I mean, connections to the Sicilian Cosa Nostra Mafia. I mean, just yeah. Google Vittorio Mangano. Just Google Marcello Delutri, who these mm. people were. I mean, Vittorio Mangano was hired. <laughs> this is was officially hired as a gardener and a stableman yes, at Berlusconi's right. Villa San Martino in Arcore, but. He didn't do much gardening there. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Well, maybe so, certain types of gardening. Yeah, maybe. well, exactly. A little trim. Depending yeah. on who you, depending <laughs> how deep you want to dig, let's say. Exactly. <laughs> how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, if you look into the people that, that he had connections with, you know, if you look at him being convicted, how he, how he used the Italian legislature and, and the government to harm the government by by making Italian law so much more bizarre that we see the results of it now with statute of limitations and using it for his own interests um, is, is you know, from a political point of view, and I'm not even talking about the sex scandals because I know people love that stuff, but the other stuff I think that, that he did was, was far more, was far more, bad if we're perfectly honest the fact that he he made it okay to use the state to serve himself um and and enrich himself privately he was you know he was one of the first in the west to do that um so openly and blatantly and brazenly and unashamedly uh unashamed like just in your Mm. face um, but if we, you know, that's who he's... Who he oh, is, his, his influence on Italian society oh. for good for good and for bad. You yeah. know, television, for example. I mean, he was so far ahead of everyone in terms of, you know, modern TV. Uh, mm. Whether you like it or not, the way that mm. he used sex to sell TV. I mean, it's all, you still see it today on Italian oh, TV. In Italian football TV, we still see yeah. it. You know, you see, um, you know, you have a, a talk show to talk about football <laughs> and you generally have a, have a, have a, have a very attractive young model or showgirl, or whatever you want to call her, that just basically sits there and looks nice, (laughs) you know? It sells, it sells, you know? And, um, you know, that is, he was a very big influence on that, um, on on, on that side of things. But just, but you know, he he did understood, he understood how to be successful. Mm. And uh, he was incredibly successful. If we want to look at the football side of things, yes, you're absolutely right. He spent heavily. Um, I don't don't think it's, I don't think it's comparable to, say, the level of spending that we see today in the Premier League, because back then there were there weren't rules in terms of financial fair play rules, but you know back then there were rules like there was three EU players, for yeah, example, you could only yeah. have three foreigners. Well, actually, at the start it was two. In the nineteen eighties, it was two. Then they mm. increased it to three in the late eighties. That means that you couldn't go out and just buy hoard. every single yeah hoard and have all the best players in the world. 
it was impossible. You could only have the three best Florentines. You could okay, you could still go out and buy big the best uh, Italian players, but every all the big Italian clubs had riches back then. Yes, Bellasconi was had the, the, the was the richest of them all, but they were all super rich. You know, we saw the teams like Udinese buying Zico, Napoli buying Maradona. You know, the, the, all that it was the you know Milan were the best team in the best team in the best league that there's ever been, yeah. you know, uh, and, you know, so back there, so it's more, it was still very impressive what he's done and a lot more impressive than, you know, you, you, I don't think it's comparable to, 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 you know, what football has become now with the, with the Premier League. Um, because now there are no, no look, there, there are, there are, look, the principle is the same. The details are different. Um, that's, that's fair enough, but we, we shouldn't be hypocritical about that. He kind of started pretty much, you know, he, he laid the groundwork for, he wrote the playbook for how you use football in the modern context to further a political agenda. Um, he was no, and he was very big in, in the Champions League, the, the actual form He understood of the Champions that, League. that internationally it meant that yeah. he, he was one of the first to understand that, yes, okay, winning the Serie A is great, but when you do it on an international stage, when everyone is watching from all over the world, that's when it matters. Mm. Um, and he Again, was, yeah, that's why he became such a big influence on, yeah. also on Milan being the most successful Italian yeah. team in Europe because yeah. there was that feeling, even in Italy at the time, for a long time, probably up until Berlusconi, where yeah. many... Many people in Italy actually would rather win Serie A, win yeah. the Scudetto, than winning than winning the Champions League or yeah. the European Cup, as it was known yeah. then, because it was the, you know that was they considered that the bigger tournament. Uh, yeah. And Bellasconi kind of helped to change those attitudes. Uh, and mm. and you know obviously Milan's success under him in, in the Champions League was just, just just unbelievable. And they had so many great teams, so many great teams. I mean, not just that Saki team, but you know the Capello team that. that that won the, the European Cup and reached three finals in a, in a row. Uh, the Ancelotti team Ancelotti that reached three team. finals in five years. I mean, just name some of the players they had and some of the, the games, the legendary games. I mean, thrashing Real Madrid 5-0 in the, the 1989 European Cup semi-final at San Siro. The 4-0 over Stel Bucharest in the final. The, the 4-0 over Cruyff's dream team in the 94 final in Athens when everybody b- thought that Barcelona were going were gonna to destroy Milan in that final. Milan were decimated in defence. They had no Baresi or Costa Curta. They come on and they destroy them 4-0. Um, you know, and then all the way down to, you know, beating Man United 3-0 in 2007. Uh, the 6-0 over Inter, Nima, which you probably mm. want to forget. I mean, so many I legendary games. At all. <laughs> I haven't forgotten that at all. I mean, we got partly our revenge back uh, on the Euro Derby that Inter won now because we lost a couple of Euro Derbies uh, against his uh, against his Milan. And look, Milan were unbelievable uh, then. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He built a structure. He understood the importance of media um, in sports, one of the first to do so uh, in the world, in football, in the footballing world. And that's why Milan have historically always been so good with the media and, and know how to get by, quote unquote, without paying uh, positive coverage yeah. when you take care of, like, Every well, player it helps when that, you're when your president is the prime minister. <laughs> yes, but not just that. Even before that, this notion that yeah. understanding that if you buy a star from one country, that you have to have a relationship with the media of that. No, country. no, absolutely. I'm just saying and, it helps when you've got the influence of being yeah, the prime minister or being no, 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 controlling Italian TV. Look, he said <laughs> yeah. he well, not just that he controlled ninety percent of the Italian media at one point yeah. when he was in government, and and also let's remember that he used to say that when Milan wins on the weekend, uh, where parliamentary proceedings are far more easier on a Monday. <laughs> like this, this, you know, <laughs> this is this is who he was. Um, yeah. 
you know, he was, he embodied that uh, and he lived it and he didn't, you know, and, and that's just, you know, again, it's a complex character. And some of the quotes he's, he's come out with over the years as well. Uh, I mean, <laughs> some of the stuff he, he's come up with, some of the videos of him. Um, I mean, <laughs> just, just Google Silvio yeah. Bellasconi quotes. I mean, there, there, there's, there's so many. Um, so much stupid. I don't know stuff. what is my favourite um, at all. I, mean, I think Pullman Pieno di Troia is out there. That one of his last ones with Monza. Yes. Um, the yeah. bus full of prostitutes. Is if just, they beat Juventus. Yeah. If they beat one of the and big teams. They beat teams, them twice, didn't Milan, they? You, they? Yeah. They beat them twice uh, this season. I'll turn up to the dressing room with a, with a bus full of prostitutes. It's just unbelievably. It's just. Mm. Uh, yeah. In this time of, of extreme political correctness that we're seeing, I don't think Berlusconi fits into this world very much some of the stuff that he's come out with. I remember when he said that the Chinese used to eat babies. Do you remember, yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, he had to apologise for that, yeah. <laughs> like he had yeah. to say, he said lots of racist Obama had a, had a good tan, he said yeah. once, I remember that. I mean, he's, yeah. he's come up with so much stuff. So, yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, from a footballing point of view, um, yeah, one of the giants of, um, of football, not just Italian football, one of the mm. giants of all football. So, yeah, um, Silvio Berlusconi, uh, aged 86, passed away today. 